Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, twitch.tv slash podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Hello, Twitch room, yes. Welcome to Up Next. It's Braden and Davy, your NXT friends. Friends. It, it's uh, it's week two of Davy's excursion uh, mm-hmm. over to the to the homeland. So you watch NXT on what British TV now? Watch it on BT Sport. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout out BT Sport. Uh, I watched it on Canadian TV because uh, because I live in Canada, but then also because it was not on the usual. USA because of the Olympics. Who knew? It's on the sci-fi Olympics. this week, yeah. Yeah, so it was on wherever you watch your sci-fi movies and stuff. So that's where NXT was this week and it will be there next week as well. But uh but you were okay with uh, finding it over there they yeah, yeah, switch channels? No, no, we've got um I think all the Olympics over here is on BBC. So yeah, BT Sport still. I mean, it's it's one in the morning over here, so where uh, NXT starts. So there's not a whole lot of competition really at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's fine. BT Sport working very well. It's nice to, you know, I've got I'm living at my mum's at the moment, so it's traditional TV. Unlike all us youngsters who find our alternative means, but uh, yeah, uh, no, all good, all good from my end. Yeah. Yeah, it's, some people watch it in various things, and that's how the world watches things. How, what have you? Uh, what have you been watching? If you've been watching anything else, because I watched something else that I wouldn't, you wouldn't think was on Disney Plus, but mm. Disney Plus Canada, at least, or Hulu, they own that. 
have a show called Pam and Tommy. Which oh, is right. About, yeah, I saw it being advertised. Yeah. Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. And yeah. it's – I'm like, wait, Disney made this show? Because episode two is like one of the most raunchiest things I've just seen in, in, on TV shows. So I'm like, wait, Disney – it has Disney's logo on it. That is uh, just crazy. But uh, well, they, I, I've I had a f- instantly there was the Michael Keaton show as well. What is it? Dope Sick as well on Disney, which is all about drugs and stuff, which is meant to be really good. So, yeah, Disney definitely um, broadening. Who knew? Like not, not just cartoons and things. Um, I've been watching a bunch of British stuff, actually. There's a, a show over here I've been quite enjoying that I just finished today, a BBC drama called The Responder uh, with Martin Freeman in the lead. And uh, he's kind of this... This rough cop who kind of gets a bit mixed up in a big coke deal and it kind of kind of breaking bad esque where it just the more he tries to dig himself out of it, the deeper he seems to get into it. Um, yeah, thought the acting in that was was fantastic. Um, and just started today watching a show called it's called Hunted, but I'm watching the celebrity edition. It's pretty fun. It's it's basically you're um, you're on the run for two weeks and they've got a proper like police force who are chasing you so it's it's if you can go the two weeks without being caught by the police you win you win money so uh you're just seeing the different tactics people have some people are stupid it's like the first day away from their family and they've just got to call their husband or whatever and you're like come on like if i if i was on the run for two weeks i'd probably you know shave my head uh completely change my outfit I'd go camping. I'd I'd like live off, off the uh, off the beaten path, you know, like live in the woods or whatever for two weeks for the chance to win money. Some people are like, oh, I'm gonna hang out at my friends. I'm gonna call my mum. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, and all these police have like access to all, like their tracking phones. They they got access to all the CCTV and stuff like that. It's pretty fun though. So I've I've been enjoying that and. Also, I'm all caught up with Book of Boba Fett, which we're going to be talking about uh, next week, which uh, was a little, like, meh to start with, but it, it's definitely picked up. So I'm kind hmm. of back in the in the Star Wars uh, zone now. So looking forward Wait, to Wait, is that over with? with? That's caught uh, it's up? It's the last, last episode's about to come out. So Yeah, um, I haven't watched it yet, so I know that we're, we're going to be doing a review uh, mm. next week so i guess i gotta catch up how many episodes does that mean there's what seven i think eight? seven i think in total okay uh, cool yeah it's pretty easy watch but uh the last two episodes as as knocked out films in the twitch chat has said the last two episodes have been been very good um so yeah looking forward to chatting to you uh with you all about that on on patreon.com slash up next yeah, I mean, we love uh, our Star Wars here. We've definitely, if you go through this free feed, you can find all the Star Wars movie reviews are out there, as well as the Batman. We're going to be doing the the Justice League. We've got to find some time. I mean, the new Batman, Robert Pattinson, we've timed these reviews to come out so that we can review it. But then it's got to mm-hmm. come out. we got to wait for it to... I'm not going to no theater with a notepad, you know what I mean? So, like, no. maybe, we, maybe we put out Justice League... Uh, around the time the new Batman comes out, and then maybe give that a month or two when that one's kind of maybe a bit more accessible, uh, mm. and then we can then we can uh, do that review. So that will still be happening on this free feed. So all the Batman reviews, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about some Star Wars. I haven't watched it yet, so I'll probably just spend some time and and binge it. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know that um, 
crap. What else was that? I, I went to the theaters this week. I went to see uh, Scream, the new one. Scream 5, but they just say, don't call it Scream 5. Call that, it Scream. That's the new thing, isn't it? Like, the new... Re- WrestleMania. Like they did it with Halloween. They're like, ah, let's just call it Halloween. It's like, no, call it call it Scream 5. I mean, Scream 5, you can... It's easy. You can just turn the S into a 5, can't you? Yeah. The marketing Yeah, they didn't even already. do that. Yeah, they didn't um, even do that, but... Yeah, I've got yeah. to find a day to to go and see that. I was thinking of maybe going today, but I was pretty tired. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out my my schedule. I'm starting my second new job on Friday, so hopefully once I've got more of a fixed schedule, I I do want to go and see that. I do want to see. Uh, I still want to see West Side Story while it's in the theaters because I think like a big like musical like that, I'd kind of like to see on the big screen. So maybe take my mum to see that. Um, but yeah, I definitely um, with with cinemas being open, I definitely want to catch up on a, a bunch of stuff. And especially now that they've announced uh, all the nominations for the Oscars, I, I'm it's time to get some movie watching done. Yeah, I watched Encanto. That was pretty lit. I cannot get Don't Talk About Bruno out of my head. And I've listened to maybe about 50 different remixes of it. So uh, I get that song wasn't even nominated, which is crazy considering how huge that song got. But um I love I love Scream. I want to see Jackass, but I'm I'm like uh, I'm like not rushing to go see. I wish it came out on a streaming thing. But I, I used to love those guys, so I do have some interest in in doing that. But uh, it was nice to to go back to the movie theater and have popcorn mm. and stuff like that because they were closed here uh, in Ontario uh, just up until recently again. So it was it was a nice it was a nice treat, and I didn't hate the movie. I realized that all Scream movies are really silly. But it was so much fun still. Like the whole thing is like, all right, who's the killer this time? Just I I literally like I feel like as soon as it shows the whole cast, the first shot of everyone together, I'm like, I figured it out. And I kind of it almost is like being spoiled because then I bummed myself out. I was like, ah, didn't get like the like, oh, I got I got got because I was like, I figured it out. It was like it's this, this, this all connects. And then boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, OK, maybe maybe I'm too old for these movies now. But um there's there I felt like there was something else that was coming out that cuz there was a trailer for a scary movie on on that that looked pretty awesome and I never I don't remember what what it was now but uh cuz there's the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre which I don't really have too much interest in it looks kind of silly. Uh the Netflix like a show. Everything okay. being, everything's being re branded. What is it? Relaunched, remixed, reimagined, rebooted, yeah. all that. Yeah. All that stuff. Everything's the same, but yeah, where's the new where's the new stuff? I didn't look at some of the other Oscar winners cuz I do I do usually like to to check out some of the ones that are nominated, at least best picture and kind of yeah, uh figure figure some things out. Um but yeah, I mean, we we talking about Boba Fett. Uh, I guess we can get some some other plugs in for the Patreon because we recorded a show today actually before doing this show. And that was uh a retro a pay-per-view throwback and a review from the six, sort of, because you're not in the six, but it's okay. And this one was a 30th anniversary of a WCW show. And we don't usually talk about some WCW, so we decided to do it. Well, the Facebook group helped put it to a vote. But, Davey, what did we talk about today? Yeah, we talked about uh, Super Brawl 2. Uh, what was it? Good friends, bitter enemies, or, or something like that. Uh, Lex Luger versus Sting in the main event, but more importantly, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Brian Pillman. 
Banger. Uh, in a in a absolute classic of a light heavyweight match. And yeah, we had a lot of fun talking about that. There's uh, definitely a lot of blind spots in our in our wrestling when it comes to sort of early 90s WCW. So that was a great chat, and that's going to be coming out later in the week. Um, we put out our review of Rush Hour uh, with Jake from the Windy City, who selected that, one of our world champions. That was a, a fun show. That's in the... Um, on our Patreon right now, along with yeah. a, a retro NXT episode where we were talking all about Paige versus Emma for the for the very first NXT Women's Championship. Uh, kind of ties in nicely as we're talking about a women's title match tonight. Um, but yeah, some some fun shows we've we've got in the bank there, and all leading up to Valentine's Day. And you know. Uh, uh, I'm more used to heartbreak than I am romance, so it's a good time to talk all about the heartbreak kid in this month's best match ever. Uh, more specifically, Shawn Michaels between the years of 91 and 98, his first singles run in WWF. Yeah, this is the first time we've split up. We've put a stipulation on someone. We were like, we can't just say this guy's whole career. We learned the, the hard way that if we just do that, it takes away a lot of... Matches. We're gonna sit here watching a lot of matches. So we decided to pick mm. hit the, the 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 OG run there of the Heartbreak Kid. Go through basically a, a playlist we've made of all these these matches, and then we go through, we review and rate them, and then come up with our best match ever of Shawn Michaels. And then maybe one day we got to do his his second run, and then what? I think so. Yeah, a Super Show where we put them all together. Decide. That would what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Th- so with so many different shows that we have coming out on the Patreon, like the Rush Hour review was awesome. That was pretty much a Jackie Chan love fest. And then we got our Retro NXT. So many back things. The WCW Super Brawl review was pretty fun. Just so many different things on the Patreon and everything in that back catalog, guys. And it's only five bucks to access any show we've ever done. We had a message. Was it on Twitter or is it on the Facebook group? Someone's like, hey, I just started – subscribing to you guys and i went back and looked through and found the freddie got finger waiting (laughs) we're still getting love for that review so yeah even that is in the archives there so go through and find it yeah even if you are a a a new patron there there are so many shows in that back catalog so have a little browse through and see what takes your fancy i know uh on the facebook group we've we've got posted somewhere on there kind of every film we've reviewed if you're interested in listening to some of them and even on this very free feed, if you haven't heard us talk about uh, some film reviews, we mentioned we're going to be talking about Boba Fett, but we've got all our Star Wars reviews on this very feed, along with our Batman reviews. So give it a little taster, see what you think. And for five bucks, you can subscribe and get over 400 podcasts all in your feed. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. So many podcasts, of course. We'll be back also on this free feed and on Twitch for BD Elite. Davey, predictions right now. Tony Khan has said the forbidden door has opened Mm. and not only opened, but closed shut, meaning there's going to be a contract signing on Dynamite. By the time you're listening to this, it could already have happened. But what what are we going to be seeing, Davey? Is it Keith Lee? Is it it Keith Lee? Is it Jeff Harvey? I mean, Hardy? I mean, Jeff Hardy? Like, it depends. What well, what are we saying? Like Forbidden Door to me makes it sound like you're you're with another company, right? Like Keith Lee is just unemployed at the moment. So does that really okay. count as the Forbidden Door? Right. Um 
I think I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I I don't think it's going to be this uh, that they're, they're kind of hyping it up a great deal. Um, I feel maybe you should be hyping up your world title match that's happening tomorrow that no one seems to give a shit about. Um, but yeah, all the promotion seems to be about this signing. Uh, I think it could be Jeff Hardy. I know he's got a non-compete right now, but I think um, by the sounds of it, WWE did him dirty. He seemed he passed that drugs test and maybe it sounds like that house show that he walked up out on maybe had a little, a little bump in the ring that sent him a little loopy rather than what we all kind of suspected, which might've been him falling off the wagon. So I don't know, maybe WWE feel a little guilty. I know they, there's talks of him being offered the hall of fame, which he turned down. So I'm thinking possibly it is Jeff Hardy and somehow they've come to a bit of, an agreement, um, but I can't say I'm too excited to see a Jeff Hardy run. Uh, I will say, I th- so yeah, Matt Hardy's saying that they offered him the Hall of Fame spot, but it was just the single Jeff Hardy, and Jeff was like, no, it has to be the Hardy Boys. Like, come on. Mm. Like, what do you mean? So, yeah, uh, I I know you, you're not, you're kind of over the, the whole, I, I've been over Matt Hardy, but there's still something in me that will definitely be interested in seeing Jeff Hardy, uh, the Hardy Boys specifically, that I guess they could use their music because that was always just the stock music. Like th- there's I, that's that theme know. is in so many the the original Hardy Boys theme loaded I think it's called. It was in so many TV shows and still mm-hmm. is used. So like they could use it. Uh, I do think that maybe it, it could potentially not be Jeff Hardy, and he's saying that it's Forbidden Door, meaning that it's the person is still working in another company. So that could mean the Jeff Hardy thing, but that also could mean someone like someone who is in a different company, like a Will Ospreay or something like that. But uh, I don't know. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I would yeah, like I to mean, see it, Keith. Yeah, I would like to see Keith Lee show up in AEW, though. Really I just, I, I try not to get my hopes up because last time it was what, what earth shattering will change the game forever, and it was Christian and like yeah. Christian, like God bless Christian, but it was hardly earth shattering and right yeah when it comes to hardy boys like i saw the run you know like i i had the reunion in in orlando when they came back they had that thing where they were back together we've seen the match against the bucks and they're both kind of past it now and i think you've got such a bloated roster um i don't know i I kind of feel obviously i want to see these guys uh like your keith lees and stuff work but I, I've said this the last few weeks whenever we're reviewing Dynamite. Who's the champion right now? Because they're not even focusing on the guys they have, especially Hangman Page, who is their world champion. And it just feels every week it's like, who's our shiny new toy? Cool, we'll get Keith Lee come out to beat Isaiah Cassidy and then we'll be forgetting about him again in a month. Um, I don't know. I, I feel dynamite while they still like i loved that main event last week i can't say i've been overly impressed with the the whole of the show as much as i was say maybe six months ago so um i don't know we'll see who this is and then maybe let's chill a bit on the signings and let's focus on kind of the roster we have um but you mentioned will osprey uh he's having a little bit of buzz this week with a with a certain match against Michael Oku, uh, did you get a chance to watch it at all? 
I did, yeah. I mean, I didn't know who that other guy was. So, but I saw a lot of people were going off about the the Rev Pro stuff. I watched Osprey versus who? Page's brother. That that match was awesome as well uh, from a few months ago. Uh, so he has been on this. What is he trying to be? This Jake Paul from the UK, Will Osprey. Uh, I I thought this match though, the the one everyone's talking about, was pretty awesome. Yeah, I watched it today uh, from Rev Pro, and yeah, it was great. It had ev- a little bit of everything. Um, I will say that I felt a bit like, uh, a bit like, uh, a finisher spam, spammy or spot spammy where it's like they're doing all their moves and there's like over the top deaths and kickouts and stuff. But mm. for, for an indie match, that was, that was crazy. And I mean, that guy, uh, Oku, is it Oku? Yeah, yeah. He is, he is, uh, awesome and he looks like super young and he's probably still in the, like the twilight of, uh, his professional career and stuff. So, I mean, awesome for him. Not he in the been... twilight. He's right in the beginning sorry, of his career. Sorry, the twilight. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. The opposite. The opposite of twilight. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's... So, it's like he's got everything to 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 look forward to. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Osprey fan. And I saw the spat with Osprey and uh, Omega on Twitter. And I was like, you guys both suck at this. You're so good at wrestling, but you're not good at using Twitter. Stop it. No. And just have, just fight already. Just kiss already. Let's do it. Come on. What are we doing? Uh, so that's what makes me the lead to believe that he could, you know, he's taking shots at AW. They do have New Japan doing a show. And of course, you know, what city deserves a great wrestling show? Chicago. And <laughs> they have announced Ospreys on it. They've announced mm. that, uh, the Death Rider. Moxley's on it as well, which could potentially be the match, uh, okay. which I think would be, be cool. a big, pretty big match. But yeah, yeah, uh, could be interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I also love the match. I mean, if you haven't watched it by now, try and try and seek it out. It's it's a great match. But I also love, like, I liked Osprey being the dick at the end, like constantly lifting the shoulders because he wanted to hit that Stormbreaker. And I think sure. you've got. You've got quite a good story there for when you go to the rematch. When you think of those um, those other matches on the indies that have kind of struck over the last few years, let's take kind of Walter Devlin. I think they set it up in such a way that you really wanted to see that rematch. And I think uh, next time Oku and Osprey's happening, I think it's it's going to get a lot of buzz. And I think it's certainly something that the the British scene needs at the moment because. Uh, it has been struggling a bit. So um yeah, yeah, good uh good thing for the for the British scene there. Um so yeah, looking forward to see what more happens. And I wanna try and get to see some shows. I could have gone and seen that one, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, true. There's a there's what, Swerve uh is gonna be doing a show for progress. Swerve versus I think, I think Cara Noir at Progress. Yeah, that could I be believe, pretty cool. Which would be I might if I'm not working, I definitely wanna go and try and see that one. Uh, there's another match that got announced today. At first, I thought the way they wrote it down was mask versus mask, but it in fact is not. But it, the oh. match is still happening. Triple Mania has announced in sometime, I think, in April. It's going to be Pentagon Jr. versus Ultimo Dragon. And I am wow. so, so looking forward. To I mean, if you're on Twitch, I have my Ultimo Dragon mask right behind me. But yeah, I'm super excited for that match as well. So all the different wrestling all over the place. What? Where is the Toronto? Where's the Canadian wrestling? Because we we don't have anything going on. I there. think it's in the streets between truckers and police <laughs> and everything right now. Freedom. Isn't it? That's freedom. that's the wrestling. Yeah, freedom. Hmm. Yeah, freedom. 
That's what I how want. How is that? There's, uh, those of you who don't know, there's a bit of a kind of convoy going on in, in Ontario right now. It was in Ottawa and now come to Toronto. Um, do you get much of it outside our apartment? From the highway. I mean, I mean, yeah, they shut down the highway at one point, right? I could see it uh, off one of our one of our windows, but yeah, uh, we briefly mentioned it last. So it's like this whole convoy freedom in Canada and and stuff, and yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit overblown, and I know people have their their views, and you're they're totally okay with it. I wasn't cool with some of the things that happened with you know people uh, assaulting just pedestrians or people, you know, walk people walking into stores and ripping masks off people's faces and stuff. I think that's pretty sour. Uh, so, uh, and hanging around Nazis and stuff definitely don't help, but yeah, uh, I stayed out of it and really had no part of it, but, uh, I understand people that have views and everything I said, isn't the only to be represented from that and i totally see Mm. uh their sides of it as well but i mean since then the city's been back to normal it's not like ottawa where they're just they put up they built saunas on the pre on the on the lawn there and uh they've been living and chilling and stuff so it's not quite like that so at least the people here were for the most part like civil in a way like they went home at night so i'm like i can appreciate that of course there's a lot of bad apples and stuff but uh, yeah, I just want everyone to get along. I'm tired of this uh, illness getting people more divided than we've ever been for dumb reasons. I want to hang out with people and see my friends and family. So does everybody. Yeah. Just just stop hating each other. Come on. And then we're, and then what? There's going to be a world war. What's what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia and China? I don't want to know what's going on. Let me watch my wrestling and pretend nothing else is happening. That's it. <laughs> Let just me watch want to my, talk about NXT. I just want to know what happens with the daddy's rich girl and the, the Sailor Moons and the, the sleepy... poker players, yeah. Poker player. That's all I want to know. That's it. I want to know if the Hangman's going to lose in a Texas death match. That's all. I just mm. want to care about wrestling. Uh, one last thing before NXT. They keep playing the commercials for WWE 2K22. Are, the next time I see you, are we going to start playing? Is it out? Is it going to be out? Are we going to play it? Oh, it, it comes out in a in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, oh shit! Okay, but but yeah, absolutely. I think we'll get it. Um, it'll probably be exactly the same as it was before, but with a smaller roster. I reckon. Um, <laughs> That's we already went over this. That's why they have like eight Undertakers because they're like yeah. shit. We got like no one else to put in this. They can't put in free your narrative, Adam Schur or Braun Strowman. They can't put in. Uh, fuck, who else was in that? Ah, they, they've had to have lo- lost so many people that they were putting in this game. Uh, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited t- to play because we briefly played 2K19 just mm. a f- like a few weeks ago before you left. And that was a lot of fun. And I hope this game doesn't suck. But I just like to see some changes, you know, like change the gameplay up a bit, like reinvent it a little because it's been the same thing all the time. And I, I got to say from watching the trailers, kind of, I don't get why the graphics like look so shitty on these games like compared to where <laughs> graphics are are with stuff now you look at you look at the nba 2k games and they look lifelike and then it's like oh yeah that sort of looks like sasha banks yeah on, on these things but i mean they're always fun to play um so we'll, we'll definitely get it and have some fun and i'm sure we'll go on twitch um kind of over the summer when we when we do get it but yeah i just like you know a bit of a better 
more interesting career mode. Um, some GM yeah. modes back though, right? GM mode, okay, that's cool. pretty cool. I feel like we could we could mess around with that. We could fuck around on that. That would mm. be pretty cool. Because then you you play out the matches. I mean, you know, Jeff Hardy's going to be in the game. <laughs> yeah, like he has to be. He's, I mean, he's we're just court. we're going to download everyone anyway, aren't we? Yeah, um, we we get the created people anyway. We'll still be playing great. as you know Honma and Tenzon and Viscera Big Bird and Viscera. Yeah, yeah we made ourselves too, and then we made ourselves champ. R- right now in two K nineteen, I was Rikishi, and I won like a bunch of titles. That's what I remember. It's good times. I think we're holding. You mentioned Ultimo Dragon. We're holding like every single tag title. Like we're Ultimo Dragon, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're pretty much like that. So now we can do that in 2K22. It's just great. It's going to be great. Uh, I wonder if they'll. It hits different, Braden. It hits different. Is that the brand of it? It Yeah, you'll never see it coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never see it coming. Like I like I saw Lord Stephen Regal's pro wrestling tees store go up today because he, oh, yeah. he quickly changed his name lord steven regal goodbye william and he's up and he's selling i love his shirt that says original villain very funny. original okay interesting very funny. do we see him wrestle is he the hot new signing oh, tomorrow God. are we Jeez. getting isaiah casti <laughs> versus lord steven regal no it's gotta be wait so the the first the first the signing guy is gonna face isaiah cassidy or is that a second or have we got two guys tomorrow? I don't know. I can't keep up. Man, I can't remember what's going on. No, William Regal is going to wrestle in GCW against <laughs> Gringo Loco. Gringo Loco, Steven Regal at GCW. Love it. Light tube match. I'd watch okay. that. It'll be a five-star match so, so those people can stop bitching. <laughs> yeah, Gringo Loco's lit. Yeah, Gringo Loco's amazing. Uh, uh, all right. What do I say? Um, Kenny Powers, isn't he? That's it. He does look like Kenny Powers. Yeah, yeah. he does. Uh, well, let's talk about some NXT. Let's do it. From NXT. Tuesday, yeah. That's right. It's NXT time. From February 8th, 2022, we start off with a match that is part of the Dusty Cup Classic. This is the tag team tournament, the men's side. This is the semifinals. And the winner of this team will go on to face the winner of the team later tonight, next week, for the finals of the Dusty Cup. But first, these two teams have to face each other. And these two teams are the Grizzled Young Veterans. This is Zach Gibson and James Drake. Uh, have You know, since you've been back in the UK, Davey, have you seen many people uh, doing the James Drake, Zach Gibson steal money from your uber eats delivery people uh well that that drama with martin freeman i told you about was set in liverpool so there were a few a few scallies in that running around with a stolen bag bag of cocaine um right so Hmm. yes yes i have uh yeah they've they've kind of they've kind of dropped that a little now they're still uh they're still doing their kind of uh strategizing where kind of gibson's talking through Drake certain plans and things. Um, but yeah, GYV come out. They they get on the mic and say, you are in over your heads. We've had more matches than you've had hot dinners. And the Creeds don't want to hit it here anymore. So they attack them on the ramp. And the match starts. We've got Brutus clearing the ring. As, uh, as I said, Zach and Drake are on the outside kind of strategizing. We get the... Um, Julius does this kind of uh, 
gut wrench suplex on Brutus on top of Gibson. We've seen him do. Um, Julius then is just hitting a bunch of these kind of wrestling takedowns to James Drake. And then Gibson tags in, but soon gets the tandem knees to the gut from the Creed brothers. But Gibson starts to come back by doing his kind of cross chop to the throat to Brutus. And Brutus is selling this like he can't get his breath because he's been hit in the Adam's apple. And then under the apron, the grizzled young vets hit a double slingshot to Brutus. So he goes throat first into kind of the metal rungs under the ring. And now they just continue to attack the throat of Brutus uh, who manages to fight back with a delayed vertical suplex, uh, goes to make the tag, but James Drake runs in to stop him and grabs him in a sleeper hold. But Brutus eventually gets the hot tag to Julius, who comes in with right hands. He hits a chop block on James Drake and then applies the stretch muffler, which Drake manages to kind of counter into a, a guillotine, but gets slammed out of it. Gibson blind tags himself in and then drags Julius out of the ring as Drake hits him with this tope suicida out of nowhere, smashing into the to the announce table. This looked great. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the doomsday device from the grizzled young vets, but only a two count. There was a bit of a delay as the ref didn't count because Drake's kind of foot was under the rope and allowed uh, the Creeds to kick out here. Then Brutus and Gibson start trading blows and Gibson does the chop to the throat again and then holds back the arms of Brutus as Drake is just delivering these punches to the face. They then set up for another doomsday device, but Julius runs up the back of Brutus and superplexes, I think it was uh, Drake off the top here. This looked nuts and the crowd just... All leapt to their feet. This looks so, so good. And then they hit their kind of pop-up rolling kind of cartwheel where where Drake's on the shoulders and they kind of do a, a cartwheel with him, slamming like him down. Death, yeah, Death Valley driver, like a, cartwheel driver. Yeah. Fireman carry driver thing, yeah. And then Julius goes to kind of finish him, but Brutus stops him because he's the legal man and just delivers the devastating clothesline and picks up the win. The Creeds advance the finals of the Dusty Classic. Yeah, wow, what a, a banger. I'm so happy not only for the Creed bros, but for GYV. I mean, they've been doing that silly gimmick. They haven't mm. really been hitting the same way that they used to. I mean, Zach Gibson, James Drake, we've seen them for quite a while, and they used to put on just amazing matches, and since 2.0 really haven't found their footing, and I felt like tonight was... Definitely that that match. Yeah, they didn't win, but they got that match that they could prove to people that they're they're pretty great to watch. And the Creed Bros, I mean, I say it, I think week after week, they're probably the highlight of 2.0 for me because the wrestling is there. They're they're coming into their own with these these characters again. They're like Shelton and Brock, the Wrecking Crew. They're like the 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 team angle. They're doing the that running Kurt Angle spot, but now you're using your brother's back to do yeah. it. It's like. It's like mixing Kurt's move with the Hardy Boys moves. It's 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 awesome. There, this was great. This was probably the match of the night, uh, in my opinion, because I thought this I, as soon as the show kicked off with this, I was like, I had to stop everything. I was like, getting ready to make dinner. I was like, oh no, I gotta watch this match. Um, and it delivered. The Creed brothers are just 
great. These, if I mean, WWE's messed a lot of things up, but this is just money on the table. These guys, like so far, so you would think so. Yeah, they even yeah. like they 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 changed their name. Their real names were like the Casper Bros, and WWE changed their name to Creed Bros, which in a in a, in a way like Casper sounds cool too. But Creed Bros sounds like a solid more name. Badass, WWE, yeah. Oh, yeah, more cooler, more scarier. And WWE owns it, and they they own these two guys, and yeah, they have Bivens right now as their mouthpiece. But like, how would you lose with these two guys? They're mm. like, they're like really skilled. Uh, I I thought this was great. The wrestling was awesome in this match. Yeah, I agree, and I think um, you've got to give GYV a lot of credit here as well. I thought they played fantastic heels for uh, the Creeds to go against, and this is the first time we've really seen the Creeds selling a lot you know they they were gyv were on top for most of this match and where whereas we're used to kind of seeing the creeds just slam people around and throw them around which we got at the end but this was a lot of them selling and i thought they did a, a great job at that as well and being in there with a like a veteran team like gyv i think they more than held their own um yeah this was a, a great opener um Tag team wrestling's always been a, a highlight for for NXT, and I, I think the Dusty Classic is something I get into uh, every year. And I think this this tournament, whether it even though we're in this two point branding now, I think we've had some some good matches uh, this year. We had the like the what was it Jacket Time MSK the other week, which I thought was really impressive too. And uh, I thought I thought this lived up to it, and I'm I'm really excited actually to see the final next week. I, I think it will it will really deliver yeah we can talk about some predictions when we talk about uh, the team they're gonna have to face which i mm. kind of think we kind of predicted last week but definitely interested in seeing where the creed bros go from here not only in in this tournament here but just in wrestling but yeah gyv as well like where do they where do they go from here they're just a really good tag team put them on the main roster invigorate some tag teams there uh like why not but tag team wrestling it, it was always a highlight in nxt but they they always they, they still they they go through the loves where they then don't care about them and then they don't like t- they don't have a stuff to do so they, the tournament is something to do so it is a it is a plus I, I think GYV would would be suited really well on the main roster actually um, like I know they don't focus too much on tag team wrestling I did catch a bit of Raw yesterday and I actually quite enjoyed the the segment with RK Bro and Gable and Otis and I can totally see GYV fitting into that kind of thing doing doing kind of the comedy segments but then when it comes to having matches it would definitely freshen it up because it's just a lot of street profits dirty dogs usos you know um it's they've got the teams on the main roster it's just they don't really know how to always use them but well yeah I, it's I, I similar can see them working on a raw or a smackdown for sure well, like, we've watched NXT for a long time, watching it, and you've seen Chad Gable. I mean, yeah, you've seen Otis and Heavy Machinery uh, pour one out for Tucky. What was it? Tucker Knight? Yeah. Tucker, yeah. Like, Otis was the one who had, like, kind of more of the background. And, I mean, Chad Gable is someone I always thought was just incredible. Mm. And I thought I thought he was going to die a 100 deaths when he was Shorty G. And then they just, what, change his name back, and then they give him some sort of a push? I'm so happy. Like, it would almost, like it makes me check out those segments. I hear, I hear, hey, this guy was great in a segment. I'm like, what? Like, I haven't watched anything I liked from this guy since he was yeah, kind of wrestling. Like, in, in, his uh, matches have been good as well. Like, yeah. I 
I sat down for uh, for like breakfast this morning and put on the beginning of Raw, and I'm watching it going, should I, should I be enjoying this? This is a bit silly, but you know, Randy Riddle and Chad Gable are actually being really entertaining here, and I think maybe Vince has started to see something that he likes about this guy. So, um, and if if we can get good matches because he's such a great wrestler, he is a little a little Kurt Angle, isn't he? So um, yeah. It's it's taken a long time to get there, but it, it's so nice that he's finally getting a bit of the attention. And, I mean, he's feuding with Randy Orton for heaven's sake. Like it's good, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, honestly, Chad Gable could be their next Daniel Bryan story, but it's more of like a homegrown kind of thing. Like, yeah, the, of course, there's the back wrestling background, but like he's he's awesome. I've, I, I'm ha- I would watch to, if he were to be pushed a lot more, but. Mm. Shout, shout out Chad Gable. One day he'll be wrestling the Creed Bros. He, the Creed Bros should move up to be his his heavy when he's being pushed in a bigger slot. Yeah, when he's being be pushed cool. as like a, a a a wrestling superstar. He'll come out wearing the track suits and stuff. And his backup are more wrestling superstars. These two should be his. And it's all stable. Uh, yeah, Gable America. What is his? What's have his them, thing? Have them join the academy, the Alpha Academy. Uh, Alpha Academy, sorry, that's what it's called. Yeah, no, you, oh, they the, already got the Cree, the Cree brother. Like, have have them as a foursome. Like, would all offer something Otis. quite different? Would be pretty cool. Yeah. We go backstage to Cora Jade, who's being interviewed. Uh, she says that having Raquel Gonzalez respect means a lot to her, and that they're going to make a lot of noise in the Dusty tournament. When she's interrupted by Valentina Feroz and Ulyssa Leon, who patronizingly congratulate her uh, on her team with Raquel and say that they've got a lot to prove when Raquel Gonzalez comes in and starts yelling at them in Spanish. Everyone's yelling at each other in Spanish and uh, Ulyssa and Valentina walk off and Raquel looks at Cora and says, only I can call you that, insinuating that they said something rather rude Mm. to Cora Jade. But look at them being friends now. Mm. She's coming. She's coming to her. They're frenemies. That's what they yeah. are. Yeah. Good stuff. I I quite enjoy uh, Valentina and Ulyssa just coming in yelling in Spanish. They're they're feisty. They're feisty, and I like their little I, dance when they come to the ring. <laughs> yeah, that is you got you got me on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I imagine that would possibly be the first round match we get to. In a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think we so. We see Wendy Chu and Amari Miller, who have come back from shopping. If you remember last week, Wendy Chu stole Tiffany Stratton's credit card. and Her daddy's that, credit card. Her daddy's credit yeah, card. Yeah, get it right, course. Davey. Come on. <laughs> and Wendy Chu says that was fun until the credit card got cancelled. And then they throw it away. And it looks like they've they've bought a lot of stuff with the credit card. Um, I mean, I'd have had that cancelled right away it looks like they've only just come back from the shop she stole this a week ago um so tiffany a little slow getting that sorted there. yeah okay yeah i didn't even think of that but like i think i'm thinking you I, like oh you have my like davy if you went hey i have your credit card braided look at this i'd be like cool hold on one second <laughs> go on your phone and you can't do anything with it now so like yeah Okay, so she could have let it slide. Like maybe she didn't cancel it in time for them to go to a few stores and buy stuff with it. But why would they be showing up to the arena now in their like normal NXT gear 
with the shopping bags? Are they just like, oh, hey, this was from this week and we still kept everything in the bags? Or like, did they just show up now? So there's definitely a, a, a an error, a goof, if you will, in the timing of this mm. this whole thing. Because it didn't say like, hey, this was last week. Because the, the bags will come into play later for whatever fucking reason. But yeah. Yeah. Do, do you mean, think they ordered some Uber Eats for the grizzled young veterans as well? <laughs> yeah. What would you do? What would you do if someone who was trying to get a hit out on you, like someone who's like been your like kind of enemy for the little while, she's kind of being mean, and you 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 end up in possession of her daddy's credit card, and you know the daddy's rich. So what would you? What would be the first few things you get? Pair, pair new pair of Nikes. The thing is, they they didn't Nikes. even secretly steal it like i'd have understood if they like managed to like sneak the credit card and tiffany didn't really realize but yeah she like waved it like hey i got your card uh yeah maybe maybe some nice clothes some nice shoes um yeah i don't know yeah somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah that would have been way that would have been better if they if they just went yo we just booked a flight like let's get out of here and then it shows them like back next week because they're, I'd they're have probably on. done internet shopping as well because it would have been quicker than actually going to the stores and and buying stuff. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wrestling. I just I don't know. I just I miss the times when there was like really great storylines in NXT, like when there were storylines about you know like uh, who who shot Alistair Black or or you know who's. <laughs> Who's Mei Ying? <laughs> just, I mean, now it, yeah. Now we had good storylines. There's always been shit storylines as well. Like, let's not kid ourselves that it was top to bottom of just fantastic HBO standard storytelling on this show. It's but not this been. one's this one's literally like, yo, this girl stole her credit card. All right, cool. All right. It's yeah. so like, it's not even Degrassi. This is like, like kid, this is 12 year old version. I don't know. Disney Channel stuff. Anyways. <laughs> Well, that leads us to our match. Tiffany Stratton versus Wendy Chu. Uh, as Wendy Chu comes to the ring, she gives a little kind of cuddly toy teddy bear to a kid at ringside. Um, I know we say this every week, but the fake crowd noise was so much in this segment. This whole just show. Sounding like a, abs- like a complete stadium just going this wild. Whole this whole show. The whole yeah. show had it, man. I hate they it. They need to it's drop so it bad. out. They really yeah. do. Um the match starts and Tiffany asks for a credit card back and uh, so and it starts pointing at Wendy Chu like you give me that back and Wendy grabs her by the arm and starts hitting some arm drags as Wendy does her kind of sleepy pose with the prayer hands by her head. She stretches and yawns and into a headlock. There's then some roll ups and drop kicks from Wendy Chu followed by a high kick in the corner and does the sleepy elbow drop for a two count. She then does the the sleepy prey hands as she's applying a sleeper hold to Tiffany, and then hits that lovely-looking belly-to-belly throw. She goes for a, a handspring elbow in a corner, but Tiffany comes back with a forearm, but then is is mad because she sees that she broke one of her <gasps> fingernails in doing so. I broke a nail! And then Tiffany hits a handspring cartwheel elbow of her own and then hits her finish, which is like a a twisting Vader bomb splash. Uh, you, yeah. we, see, we see Raquel do the kind of half rotation, but this was a full rotation and actually I thought looked 
Look pretty nice. And Tiffany Stratton gets her own back on Wendy, Wendy Chu by picking up the win here. Wow, a corkscrew Vader bomb mm. from Tiffany. You know, her handspring stinger splash thing looked pretty good too. Um, and, and Wendy Chu is awesome. She's doing the belly to belly and then like the, like the, almost like the Van Damme splits pose at one point to block a move as well. Uh, I think Wendy Chu is definitely maybe trained for quite a few years, obviously seeing her as Karen Kewitt and stuff, she knows how to wrestle and now has been giving this kind of more silly gimmick that it can show that can, she can do some of this stuff. Um, first she was given Mei Yang and now she's given this gimmick. It's like, oh, I wonder if you you were just given a gimmick that it's just normal wrestling because it seems like you can do all that stuff. But mm. Tiffany, Tiffany's someone that we've kind of just been seeing her like first time kind of doing TV stuff and possibly wrestling. And I know she's got some sort of a background in what gymnastics and something as well. So, I mean, we kind of see it here with that corkscrew splash and stuff. Um, I definitely didn't like, here I am making fun of that, the silly storyline, which I still think is really, really silly. But in the end, I didn't necessarily hate this match. And I could see with some time, uh, Tiffany kind of going into a different place. I'm trying to think of a funny name for that f- finishing move. Like, but it would be too weird if it was like daddy's daddy's bomb or like daddy's corkscrew. It shouldn't be anything like that. Cause she does use, and the last time she fought, she used the money clip, which is the million dollar dream mm. submission. So like putting a name, like, like something like that, like the NFT maxed drop. out or something like maxed that. out. Yeah. Something yeah. like clueless or I don't know, something, something like that. But yeah. I don't think it's no, I, I, like, yeah. I th- look, this is Tiffany Stratton's fourth match. Um, I, this is the best she's looked so far. I thought she looked a lot smoother here than we've seen her in the past. And I, I think the, the spot she's, she does like the, the handspring splash and the, her finish actually looked pretty good. And I, I thought Wendy Chu worked in her sleepy stuff a lot better this week. Last week seemed very kind of, cartoony whereas this week i got more of the kind of orange cassidy she's trying to fuck with you a little bit here and i thought it it gelled together a lot better so for a for a pretty quick match i i thought this this did its job and i i think if tiffany stratton can keep on improving like i said like only four matches and she's pretty young um the sky could be the the limit and giving her this yeah this character's stupid for now, but at least it's kind of stretching some sort of performing muscles as well. Um, yeah, I yeah. I didn't mind this at all. No, no, I I could see like I don't know I don't know how far the sleepy gimmick can go for Wendy Chu, yeah. which is like like it's already like all right, cool, it's funny, but yeah, I don't I don't know. But the wrestling is there, so maybe maybe it it can work. And I'd be I think I think I could also see people getting behind it uh, as well, but. Uh, Still in the early stages, but for Tiffany, I, I do, I do think you know she's she's clearly got some of the wrestling is is there already, but like she's got a look, she's got some sort of a character that she's rich. Okay, cool, but it can work with it. But um, future WWE Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton, yeah, you know, I, you know, I always used to say Io Shirai uh, gets me high, but you know, Tiffany Stratton makes it happen. Oh, you heard it All here right? first, guys. That's right. She's up next. All right. 
Well, we go backstage to Draco Anthony, who's disappointed because his debut last week didn't go as he wanted, where he lost to Andre Chase. But Joe Gacy and Harland come in and tell him that he should be proud, that he should keep his head up and he doesn't have to worry about this uh, so much and to just be himself and says, uh, your words mean as much as your actions. And Gacy walks off as Harland just stares at him creepily. So it looks like maybe Gacy is kind of looking to take Draco Anthony under his wing, perhaps, uh, or maybe (laughs) (laughs) just be fodder for Harland. I don't know if it's, yeah, it's like Harland sees people and then hurts them and gets them canceled. Um, I, I don't know if he is going to like, what, bring this guy into the group because Draco had, was it Draco who had, was the guy drinking coffee? I'm confused. Coffee boy. Yeah. And then he drinks coffee because he start he gets the performance center at 5am to, to train. And then, then he was heavy hitting and lifting weights and stuff. It's like, he doesn't seem very woke. Whereas, you know, maybe he'll be converted. I'm not getting enough of the wokeness anymore. I know, I know you're a big fan of the gimmick of Joe Gacy. You know, you gave it gimmick of the Mm. year, but, uh, (laughs) it needs, it needs more, it needs more wokeness now. I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm now, every time I see him, I'm looking for these, buzzwords and things now whereas Mm. he's not even giving me those that that much so i think they're kind of going away from it um Mm. sadly i think they're just going he's he's psychotic and he's got a big scary dude with him with all the tattoos yeah like he he teased a while ago that he was gonna essentially change 205 live because it's it's uh not inclusive because it's restricted to weight and stuff like that and Obviously, 205 Live needs to be rebranded because it's it's not a 205 weight restriction and it's not live. So I'm surprised they didn't use him, his gimmick, to kind of change that. But yeah, he, he is becoming a lot more cult leader than necessarily the woke guy. Um, but we'll see. It, it looks like he's going to be kind of linked with Anthony moving forward. So perhaps more of the wokeness will come out. Well, I mean, weeks. he yeah, he sees Anthony. He was like, huh, you, you're in the gym. You're training hard. What was this thing? He was in the army. Mm. Um, but then you're, you're drinking coffee. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're woke. You're staying awake. So maybe yeah. that is, maybe that's his thing. Or maybe he just beats him up. Uh, maybe he could be offended by, you know, the beans that he uses for his coffee, not necessarily being like ethically oh sourced. Yeah, of all the things they could do with that woke gimmick that we've <laughs> joked about, and that's what they know. There's a lot more that they could do, and I dare them. <laughs> we go to Pete Dunn, who says that Tony D talks too much, and since he lost to Cameron Grimes the other week, he's gone quiet. He's not even posted on social media. Well, it must be hard to tweet when you have had your hand smashed by a cricket bat. Cricket. And next week, we end it where it all started, inside a steel cage. And that's when Draco Anthony comes in and approaches Pete Dunne and says, Tony D'Angelo might not respect you, but I do. And I look forward to sharing the ring with, with you. And he offers his hand to Dunne. And Dunne just says, whatever, mate. I'm still going to snap your fingers. And Break your yeah, fingers. that... That leads us to our next match. Pete wow. Dunne 
versus Draco Anthony. Uh, Dunn comes out holding the cricket bat. It's his thing now. Um, and we see Gacy and Harland watching on from the perch. Um, Anthony does get some offense in here. He hits a delayed vertical suplex and goes to do Dunn's stamp onto the hands. But Dunn gets his hands out of the way at the last second and then does his stomp on the hands to Draco Anthony, followed by his roundhouse kick to the side of the head. Uh, there are some stiff chops from Dunn. And then Draco starts to get back into it, but gets a little distracted as he looks up and notices Gacy and Harland watching on, which allows Dunn to take the advantage. He applies a Kimura, but then uh, Anthony manages to come back with a nice-looking suplex, which sends Dunn to the outside. And while Dunn's on the outside, Tony D comes out of nowhere to attack Dunn with a crowbar, but Dunn was ready for it and manages to avoid him, gets back into the ring, hits the German suplex on Draco Anthony, followed by the bitter end. One, two, three. Yeah, I mean, right after the match, uh, Tony goes to attack Dunn, right, like, right as they're announcing him, and... Mm. Again, Pete scouts it and then, what, snaps his fingers? Snaps then, his fingers and you know, says okay. that next week you're going to need more than a crowbar because he gets all these weapons and a toolbox into the ring and says, how about we take everything we can find and attach it to the cage and have a weaponized steel cage match, which Tony D'Angelo accepts. Weaponized. Mm. Yeah, I like that word. It's word of the week, guys. Weaponized. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, so we, we we knew we were getting the cage match, but now it's weaponized. And uh, Pete, the tool man, is going to bring all sorts of different weapons to this thing. I'm sure we're going to get the cricket bat hang- hanging. We're going to get, like, what, the crowbar in one section, trash cans, mm. all sorts of all sorts of stuff in this thing. Uh, the match between Pete and Draco was was all right. It was very quick and was pretty much just uh, kind of a segment, really, to set up for afterwards. It was it was Pete hitting the 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 bitter end, which still looks pretty good here. But uh, yeah, I did. I found I it. I I kind of felt Draco got too much in. This guy lost to Andre Chase, like the biggest jobber in your company last week, and then I thought yeah. he was going kind of fifty fifty for a lot of this with with Dunn until the kind of final stretch there. I I found it a little a little strange. Um, that they yeah. were that Dunn didn't just completely run through this guy. Um, it was yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was it, well. It was. I'm trying to like they, they could have they could have made it a, a bigger thing, but they also just kind of threw it together beforehand, and it was pretty much this guy's just in it as a prop to set up for Pete to get a win and gain some momentum here. But they could have promoted it as the guy who likes coffee versus the guy who I assume likes tea. So that, that could have been like the future feud, but I I haven't seen too much. I liked from Draco uh, yet, but I feel like there's, there's, there's still hope yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what momentum you're getting beating. Yeah, I know. Andre chase, you know, like it's, uh, I don't know. It just seemed a little, a little odd to me. We go backstage to Io Shirai, who's with Zoe Stark, who has still has her knee injury. Ah. And Zoe says, we need to have a serious conversation about the Dusty Cup. Uh, and Zoe starts talking about all the, all the 
teams that they could be facing, like Indian Persia and Casey and Caden. And Io just says, why are you telling me this? And she goes, well, because I, I know you, Io, and you want to retain those titles that you were never pinned for. And he was like, yeah, you're right. So we need to find you a partner who is hard hitting and willing to sacrifice themselves for the team. Someone as crazy as you are. And Dio says, okay, I'm in and I know who to ask. And so he goes, can I ask who it is? Dio just goes, nah. <laughs> no, so, she's so uh, mean. By the end of the show, I think it's pretty clear who EO's partner is going to be moving forwards. Um, but yeah, EO going to be entering Dusty Cup. It's It kind of makes sense to have Zoe on TV still. Obviously, that's an advantage you have with just being in Florida the whole time. She'll be rehabbing at the Performance Center. So I, I kind of like it that you can keep her on TV and sort of develop the maybe more the acting side of it and stuff and that we don't completely forget about her. Um, but yeah, uh, EO entering the Dusty Cup. We see Wendy Chu backstage uh, with her shopping bags, looking a little a little down because she lost her match against Tiffany Stratton when Dakota Kai shows up and says, you might have a new wardrobe, but all these clothes won't buy you victories in the ring, says the, the girl who loses to everyone, Dakota Kai. <laughs> Um, still doing her kind of crazy, yeah. Crazy it's it's more Alexa Bliss gimmick. like Lily gimmick now. She's yeah, got, like, it is makeup on and weird. It I don't like it. We go to our next match: L.A. Knight taking on Sanga, who's making his in-ring debut. Uh, who's Grayson Waller's bodyguard here. Um. During this match, I spilt coffee all over my mum's sofa and over my laptop, so got a little distracted. But uh, I can tell yeah. you what happened. Uh, Sanger spoiled. Uh, I've the got match. it here, but yeah, um, Sanger spoiled it, and everyone figured out what happened. Uh, La Night won. So yeah, Sanger, who's kind of dressed in Braun Strowman's old wardrobe here, uh, but. Knight just starts to charge at the big guy. He's hitting a drop kick. He's hitting these big knees in the corner. And then Sanger comes back with these kicks, a big uppercut and headbutts. He goes to run LA Knight headfirst into the ring post, but LA Knight slips out, uh, causing Sanger to go headfirst into the post. Uh, LA Knight goes for his finish, but is just shoved off when Waller comes in and removes the turnbuckle. But Sanger goes for a splash and hits it head first. And uh, LA Knight hits the neck breaker for the win. Um, and after the match, LA Knight follows up by hitting his... his sorry, what, what's he called his finish? It's yeah, the, it's not a neck breaker. It's a, well, he won the match with the neck No, breaker, he won the match yeah, with the yeah. neck breaker and then hits his finish on, on Waller. I mean, yeah, I mean, LA Knight thought he was Stone Cold Steve Austin for the past little while. But now he definitely, because he's hitting this move more like a stunner now. He does. He mm. hits it like he doesn't even t go fully through. It's like the party foul, the brain. What's it called? The brain tumor. The brain. Something, brain trauma. Something, something like yeah. blunt force trauma. Blunt force trauma. Yes. But he hits it. He hits it almost like it's a stunner. Now, it's like all right. Yeah. Um, I did like Grayson Waller's shirt. It was it was popping. He looked good. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. Um, yeah. I I actually I, I'm look. I'm not gonna say he's. 
Okada here, but Sanger didn't look as bad as I was expecting, to be honest. I thought he uh, he moved quite quick for a big guy. I thought his strikes looked pretty good and his uppercut looked nice. We saw him last week develop, uh, deliver quite a nice looking choke slam as well. So uh, yeah, I when we saw him to Sheer, I thought these guys were were pretty awful. But uh, maybe for a big guy, this this dude isn't going to be as bad as I was expecting. Because um, yeah, yeah, I I I was not I wouldn't say impressed, but yeah, he 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 moved quite nicely in the ring there, and. Yeah, continuing the feud with with Grayson Waller. Um, yeah. Okay, we go. Yeah, <laughs> a nice. Sorry, shirt. I thought you were going to say something. He had a nice shirt. That's all. Great, great, great analysis. Cool, nice shirt. <laughs> we go to Duke Hudson, who says Dante Chen isn't what he says he is, and he isn't here for a reason. And then wishes Indy Hartwell good luck and to bring the titles home. So Duke Hudson may be stirring up some shit here because uh, we all know Persia kind of has the hots for Duke Hudson, but he's showing a bit of interest in Persia's best friend, the married Indy yeah. Hartwell. Damn, what a cheeky bastard, this guy. He's, he's, mm. he's shooting his shot on live TV at a married woman. And the, and the, the, the man she's married to is a known serial murderer, serial killer. Yeah. Boy, this can't end well for him. He's just, uh, he's a little shit disturber, this guy. Yeah. This has to be the the worst um, payoff to a hair versus hair. The guy's just grown his hair back. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I, I was bored for a week. I've got hair now. Yeah, his uh, gimmick we is a- now, <laughs> he went from poker player, he got his head shaved, and then now he's a guy who hits on married women. Yeah, Married women, yeah. Does that happen to people who lose at poker? Uh, often i don't know but i've definitely hit on married women before yeah. <laughs> wait before playing poker or after playing poker <laughs> during all the time yeah especially during <laughs> during poker yeah yeah uh, we get a quick toxic attraction vengeance day commercial but then we go to our contract signing for the main event of vengeance day the title match between santos escobar and bron breaker uh, Bron comes out in a bit of a Canadian tuxedo here wearing the double denim um, and Santos obviously looking very dapper as always Bron says look I've already said I respect you but I'm going to beat you and there's not a damn thing you can do about it now we know how these contract signings go so what about we just get it over with we flip the table and start fighting right now Santos says, I wouldn't expect anything else from someone so new, so young, and so naive. When I say I do things on my time, it's because I'm always pulling the strings. So while people like Paul Heyman call you the future of WWE, I'm planning to end your career before it even starts. When, quite surprisingly... Dolph Ziggler's music hits. I'm here to show the world. I'm here. Come on. Is this downstate? It's downstate, isn't it? Is it downstate? You know I you know I'm a you know I'm a downstate guy, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do some digging, but I uh I was vibing. I love that song. Uh but yeah, wait, what? Dolph Ziggler's in NXT? 
So Dolph Ziggler comes out to chants of holy shit. The CWC have lost their minds. It's Dolph Ziggler on a Tuesday. And <laughs> Ziggler sits by the desk, put his feet up and says, what a night. NXT on sci-fi. What a moment. What a moment until <laughs> I showed up. You want to know if I work Tuesdays? Well, I do now. Paid, of course. I get a bonus. Thanks, Ace. And I got a plane to catch. Oh, sorry. Um, but he says, I got a plane to catch. So I got to ask, who the hell are you? And Bron says, I'm the NXT champion. And the reason you're here right now. And I'll handle you after I've handled him. Referring to Santos Escobar. Ziggler says, look, I could list all my accolades, but I'd be here all day and I'd probably forget some. And look, I'm aware every 100 matches, 99 of them don't tend to go my way. But we all know what I can do every day of the week. Yeah, he's just saying, look, I lose out 99 out of 100 matches, but I'm still pretty good at this. And... I have all these accolades, Money in the Bank winner, Soul Survivor of Survivor Series, IC champion, multiple-time tag team champion, US champion, world heavyweight champion, but there's one title I have not held, and that is the NXT Championship. Then the crowd start chanting triple threat, and he says, I don't have to be better than you, which I am, or smarter. All I have to do is be in your head And with the littlest thumb to the eye, when Ziggler's interrupted by Champa's music, no one will survive. So Tommaso Champa comes out and says, damn, Dolph Ziggler in an NXT ring, ain't that something? And now the crowd are chanting fatal four-way. Dolph Ziggler as NXT champion, Champa says, that's a hard pass. He then gets in Ziggler's face and says, listen, kid, if you're going to walk into my home, when Santos Escobar interrupts and kind of says what we're all thinking, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) First, you play frenemies, you and Bron, and now you want his title. And you, what are you doing here? Dolph, you don't even go here. You don't even go here. You don't go here. Now, this... Is what's going to happen. Once I become the NXT champion, I'm going to handle you and I'm going to handle you. Now, Champa interrupts and says, listen to me. You interrupt me once again. You won't be making it to Vengeance Day. And says to Bron, once you're done with Santos, I'm coming for that title. Dolph then says, Champa, you call this home? The same few hundred Florida people come every week and clap like seals. When will the helmet and training wheels come off? And Champa boots Ziggler in the face. Legado then jumps Bron as Champa and Ziggler are brawling. Breaker just kills both of Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. And then he's left with Santos in the ring. And Santos goes to charge Bron. But Legado also jump Bron and they pick up uh, they pick up Bron and slam him through the table. And Santo says, this is my time. See you next week, young champion. So quite a lot going on here. You're setting up your Santos and uh, 
Bron match and possible feuds with a possible rematch with Bron and Champa and Bron and Ziggler. But it looks like for the meantime, we're going maybe a number one contenders match, Dolph and Champa. What the hell's going on in NXT? Mm. We got Dolph Ziggler coming down. I feel like I would be super excited about this if it were like five years ago, four years ago, even three years ago. I know NXT has had a lot of changes and they always used to do, you know, bring down guys from the main roster. Mm. We do a show called Was Next. We go through it. We're in 2013. Trust me. They bring in everybody week to week, just random appearances for random storylines for a few weeks and whatnot. But you know what? I'm not just going to like bash it just because, hey, Dolph Ziggler hasn't really been relevant. Of course, I'm interested in seeing where it can go. And if Champa and Ziggler is a match that we're getting, then that actually sounds pretty good. At least they're not just throwing him to – Tony D'Angelo or something like mm. that, but but I do feel like it's a little like okay, well, it's not it's not that exciting in the landscape of 2022. But I'm still like okay, cool. We've not really seen him in NXT. Of course, there were a lot of other matches I would have wanted to see him in NXT before, such as takeovers and stuff. But hey, why not? I also didn't know he had hair like that. As of late, I haven't really watched. I can't really remember the last time. I know I thought he was teaming with Rude or something, the yeah. Dirty Dogs. But his hair, he looks like a lion. It's like a lion's mane or something. It's gorgeous. I, He's straightened I a, it, hasn't he? It, am I the only one? I, I get Kurt Kurt uh, Kurt Russell vibes from Dolph Ziggler for some reason lately. I'm like, man, you look like you look, you know. He's a handsome. He's a handsome man. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, against the show off showing up here in NXT, but I'm. I'm also like, all right, c- c- cool, I guess. This segment was a little weird. I feel like you could have waited for like this. We're not getting this match next week when it totally takes the sales out of Santos and Braun. Ain't no way Braun losing to Santos. So it's like it just kind of just kind of rub that. the. Well, the it, it could set up something towards to do with the finish of next week. Maybe uh, sure. like it, it would if we are getting any sort of maybe interference from Ziggler, it would feel very left field if we didn't have him on this week and uh, setting up for, I, I imagine possibly the following week, we're going to get Champa and Dolph as the main event. Um, I, I really liked this segment. I thought all four sounded great. I kind of liked how Santos was just playing the kind of cool guy there being like, yo, what the fuck's going on? This is my contract signing. Uh, I thought, Ziggler sounded good. I could have done without the line of him losing so much. I think just run down your accolades and be like, uh, this is a place I've never really dominated uh, would have made him seem a, a better, bigger deal. Um, and I thought Champer and Bronbo sounded great as well. I, I, I know what you mean. Like Ziggler is definitely not as relevant as he was years ago, but he's still a really talented wrestler and, I think to see him in an NXT setting where maybe he's going to wrestle a little differently than he would on a Raw or a SmackDown and against someone like Champa, which does feel quite fresh for both of them. It's a fresh opponent for for Champa and for Dolph. I feel he's going to want to put on a kind of takeover level match and Champa always wants to put on a takeover level match. So I, I, I am quite interested in seeing this. Certainly... A darn sight more than I would seeing Ziggler just tagging on Raw. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued. 
I'm curious. And I think at the end of the day, you're wanting the, their project is Bron Breaker and they want to have him against as many veterans as possible to get him ready. Cause I, I can see him being fast tracked to the main roster within possibly the next six months, this, this you know, year, for sure. This and, year. and Adolf Ziggler. Yeah. He's, he's an experienced veteran who can lose and will lose against Bron Breaker. So, Everybody. <laughs> and I think having, yeah, but it's, it's someone from, it's someone from the main yeah. roster with a bit of record, like credibility and recognizability who, can lose to a Bron without being particularly damaged because he kind of is damaged goods, but we'll give Bron that experience. And this guy needs to work with, there's no point in Bron Breaker working with Tony D'Angelo and Idris Anofi and these kind of guys, because it's not going to improve him. He needs to work with people better than him. And I think Dolph is a, a great choice for that. I mean, yeah, Dolph can bump around for him. Exactly. Dolph's yeah. going to bump her. Dolph's going to sell that pop-up power slam. Like, the worst thing he's ever gotten hit with for sure. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm interested in some of the matches. I just, I do wish we got a Ziggler kind of run with some of the other talent that's been through, but Hey, uh, if it's happening now, cool. Um, I got to dust off the old, was it the pink shirt? It's not showing mm. up, showing up. If, show, what does the shirt say? It's not showing off. If it's, if you back it up. Yeah. I, I hate that. Cause he, I love that shirt, up. but yeah, yeah. It doesn't the shirt make sense. Is, the shirt is iconic because of the pink and the, the, the blue turquoise. Thing. Oh, it's Maybe a beautiful even, yeah, shirt. Yeah, it was yeah. a great shirt. Yeah, I always got mentions for that. But Just doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. The show, <laughs> off, the show off is here in NXT. I'm excited to see Dolph mm. versus Champa. I would have loved Dolph versus Johnny, Dolph versus Finn, Dolph versus Naka back in it. I don't know. There's a bunch that gone through that we were like oh that would have been cool but all right we'll see where it goes i just think santos is a bit of an afterthought now like i I don't think that it even should be the main event next week Mm. but yeah we go to kaylee ray uh ahead of her main event match tonight for the women's title she says you could have saved yourself a lot of trouble mandy by just giving me the match when i asked this will all be finished when i take my nxt women's championship and she just starts smashing up some shit. Some some poor glassware is the victim this week. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's, she cuts the promo and then she like gives us like sly look at the camera and then looks over and there's a table that's clearly been set up for this promo. All this glassware and then like she smashes it. It's like okay, all right, cool. You went to the dollar store, you got a few glasses, and then you smashed them. It's like your gimmick is you rage. All right, she doesn't seem too badass when she does it. No, no. It it's just cool. Stop stop breaking stuff. Stop breaking is, stuff. You're, it's unnecessary. Aren't you friends with the crew here? Because they got to clean this up. So yeah, like, stop it's being just a rude. Dick. Yeah, yeah. We see Grayson Waller, who's with Sanger, and they're leaving the arena. Um, he says that LA Knight just showed his true colors by placing his hands on me, and he just broke his restraining order. And it's a good job that next week is called Vengeance Day. And he's questioned. So are, are you? Are you challenging uh, LA Knight to a match next week? And he says, no. Next week is going to be LA Knight getting arrested. Karma is a bitch. If I was LA Knight, I'd just take next week off. You don't have a match and you're going to get arrested. Just stay home. Okay, so he's basically saying, hey, LA Knight, you're going to get arrested next week. Because you you hit me. You attacked me. You broke your your restraining order. 
See, this is where William Regal is needed to to get rid of this tomfoolery, this bullshit. Uh, allega- like, what? Okay, so yeah, LA Knight's just gonna send in a video, be like, yeah, I, I'm. I said I I'm getting I, arrested. I'll come back next week. <laughs> just leave, bro. <laughs> just <Yeah>. leave. <laughs> just, famous words by me. Just leave, bro. And uh, hopefully he does that. I don't know. Yeah, I did like Waller is so slimy though. I, I liked him kind of imitating LA Knight's uh, like the way LA Knight talks and doing the yeah and all that here. Um, I, I think Waller's very good and comfortable on the mic. He you, he definitely makes you hate him. And he's got nice shirts. He does. We go to Saray versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Saray goes for her running like death drop kick in the ropes. Well, I mean. Dakota- well- we didn't even talk about her her epic entrance again. She's still doing this <laughs> walk through are the we, tunnel. Are we to talk about the same entrance every week. It's the same thing. Do they just pre-tape the whole thing now, or they just pre-tape the beginning thing where she's just walking? Like yeah. if she she's definitely not going to be in two K twenty two, but like this is an entrance you would see in the game where it's like someone's character walks through and then whoosh, they're a different person. Mm. And she's ready to fight. She she looks she looks a step up from what she looked like when she first showed up here. Like the superhero version of her looks more, I don't know, improved. Mm. I guess you could say. So Saray misses her drop kick. Uh, Dakota Kai follows up with her face wash kicks in the corner. Uh, Saray comes back with a missile drop kick for a two count, followed by a sunset flip for a two. They're then these pin attempts. They're just rolling back and forth, the two of them, uh, for two counts. And then Dakota goes for her running boot in the corner, but Saray misses and then kicks Dakota in the midsection and then hits the killer drop kick in the ropes, followed by the Saito suplex. And Saray beats Dakota Kai quite convincingly. Oh, man. This, what, the backs drops driver suplex thing is she just dumped her on her head mm. she folded her she looked like her that looked like it really hurt uh 100% she dropped her i know dakota is not a big wrestler but up, you got dropped upside down on your head that looked like it really hurt uh dakota it looked like there was like a miscommunication in this match where she went for a spot and saray wasn't ready for it so dakota then did it again and then they went through with the like the moves, and then it looked like the same thing happened, but for a different move. So I felt like there was like some some maybe communication issues and what where what was going where. But I mean the the final two moves that Saray does that drop kick always looks crazy, but that finisher does does look pretty cool. It's almost like she's a super happy character, but her finisher is dropping you on your head. It's weird. It doesn't really fit the the both her moves don't really. I think we said this when she first showed up. Like here comes this smiling girl in kind of uh, colorful costumes. I guess that's what most of the 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 wrestlers in stardom. Every time we watch that, but like they're always like wearing yeah. colorful costumes. They're coming out clapping and they're so happy, and then they're just murdering each other mm. with these moves. So I guess that's her thing. Uh, this was pretty much a squash, and as it should have been, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm liking the wrestling from Saray. I definitely see it, but I mean, if this is the character, then like, where do we even begin to go with this? Cause it's done already. It's like, all right, well, she does this. Is someone, yeah. someone's got to steal it. Like, like Tiffany Stratton's like, oh, I like fancy things. So how much for the, 
the bracelet. How much for the necklace? And she's like, oh, it's not for sale. So she's going to steal it. And then Saray doesn't have the powers. And then Saray has to have her like Teen Wolf moment where she's got to wrestle without the superpowers and then realizes that she had the powers inside of her all along. Mm. There you go. I just booked yeah. six months. I, I think Saray's a good good wrestler. I, I would have kind of liked to have seen a bit more back and forth between these two here and maybe a little longer. I, I don't really know how the, the gimmick translates. Kind of as you say, we've we've sort of seen it. And there's, from a live crowd point of view, you just see this girl in her glasses and uniform backstage. And then she's just the Saray. There's not much difference from the Saray we used to see. She's dyed the, like her, her bangs. That's about it. And I don't think she really, apart from her picking up wins now, she's not really wrestling any differently from before either. Um, I feel there needs to be maybe a bit of a bigger change. And I, I wonder how you'll make, maybe we need to see Saray kind of in the ring as her other side, like not wrestling, but kind of in front of a crowd in her alter ego or something. I, I don't really know. It feels like this is the full evolution of it now. You know, it's, it's where do we go next? I like her theme song. It's definitely, it gets stuck in my head, but yeah. Yeah. We go to the barber shop with Trick and Mello. Uh, they're with their, their mates hanging out at the barbers. Uh, Duke Hudson's not there for some reason. Um, that would have been funny, him getting a haircut while they're like chopping it Just up. in the background, like a little sight gag in the background, having his hair cut. Yeah. Um, Trick brings up that Mello's uh, getting ready, needing to look fresh for another date with Ollie J. And Mello says, actually, it's my third date. It's time to step up or get stepped on. And Trick says, you know what they're saying on Twitter about Cameron Grimes? They're saying he has a, a chance against you. And then there's this other guy, uh, one of their mates, who's like, yeah, you know, I, I think he might have a chance, actually. So Mello then looks up. Cameron Grimes' Wikipedia and says, huh, two years in NXT and the guy has no accolades. His only accolade is being the richest man in NXT. While I was the, the breakout tournament winner, I won war games. I won the North American Championship. I unified the Cruiserweight Championship. And Trick's like, yeah, we did that. The rise to the top has been meteoric. And Grimes has won some matches, but not to this level. And Mallow says, yeah, I'll give Grimes his due. He's talented, but he's talented over there. Mellow does numbers, and at Vengeance Day, that's all it is, and all it's ever going to be. Um, I quite like the setting here. It was, it was a little different, and um, I wouldn't mind seeing more of stuff like this, just like Mellow and Trick hanging with their boys, and... I think the barbershop, it is kind of a a hangout for some people. So I thought this was kind of a bit fresh and different and got us out of the arena and kind of did the job, just them shooting the shit about their opponent next week. Uh, I, I didn't mind this at all. Look, barbershop is such a like spot for something that hasn't really been used in, in wrestling. Definitely. When I think of barbershops, I think of uh scarborough ontario where you go you you think you and your boy are gonna go get a haircuts and then you're there for an extra half hour to an hour because you were talking about i don't know wrestling sports whatever that's it's usually and then people come and go it's 
it's been a thing. They make movies about this. They call it Barbershop. <laughs> there's yeah. Barbershop too. Uh, there's uh, Coming to America. There was also it's, Brutus the Barber yeah, beefcake. I, so. you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing if they could ever... Uh, I mean, would it though? But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thinking back to that. Um, yeah, I, I liked how they weren't just at a ringside or being interviewed again. It was like something a little different. I know NXT since the 2.0 has just been throwing random vignettes at us of just all sorts of different things. Whereas Carmelo is strong enough to, to like carry his own thing here. He's, he's, he can be like the, the star of a group of friends here in a kind of weird way. So I wouldn't mind seeing more of this. I think maybe not necessarily just at the barbershop, but if they're going to different places, like, you know, maybe they go to the club or, or stuff like that or, or, or things like that, but I don't mind them just kind of hanging around and, basically shooting the shit and everything like that. Cause I think it came a little bit more naturally for something that was pre-taped and maybe that even showed that trick could do better if something's not necessarily live. I, I think tricks improved so much over the yeah. last few weeks. I, that, that first introduction of him was so weird and it seemed like neither guy really knew what was going on, but uh, I'm quite enjoying him, and I, I think he's got a, a nice little quirk, which is Carmelo's definitely the the cooler of the two, whereas Trick is the hype man that gets a little too excited. Um, but I kind of like the dynamic having the the kind of rest of the crew here as well, and I wouldn't mind seeing more from them. And as you said, maybe other settings. Have them, you know, in a booth at a club with bottle service, that kind of thing, uh, celebrating their win perhaps next week. But yeah, I think I think Mello is is very good and and definitely definitely working with this gimmick. Um, but yeah, only, I, I like this more from the barbershop. Yeah, more Carmelo Hayes. He his another one of his lines and his catchphrases that he's been saying lately is how he's the future of the WWE, and I I I totally see it. I think he's got kind of everything that they would want. And since since the beginning, the ruthless aggression callback, like he's been great. Except I noticed that he he could be he could be lying because uh, he said that he's got another date with Ollie J tonight. He said, mm. uh, which is the third date, and we all know what that third date means. But I just so happened to follow Ollie J on Twitter since she showed up to NXT, and I saw her posting earlier today uh, asking uh, followers, um, "Hey, does anyone know uh, what kind of?" COVID tests are good to fly because I'm not sure which PCR or uh, what's the other one? Lateral uh, flow and all that. Yeah, all that stuff because she's going away to a different country for a vacation this week and she didn't realize this until now. So she's rushing to get her thing. So I hope she I hope she got the, the right test and the right information. But does that mean Swerve's going on a date with her to like a different country, or is she going away Swerve. without him? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Swerve. Sorry, not Swerve. Uh, Carmelo, Carmelo. Damn. Uh, it's like, it's like, is he breaking? Is she breaking kayfabe? Like, nah. I mean, if she's asking tonight, I doubt she's traveling tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe, suspicious. maybe, maybe Melo could pick up some some tests from the PC. So. <laughs> give, to, give to his date. I don't know. I was just on Twitter earlier, and that, that tweet popped up. And I'm like, wait, who the fuck is Ollie J? Oh yeah, Ollie J. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, 
we go uh, backstage where we see Indy Hartwell on the phone to Dexter. And she says, tonight, you and me, bubble bath. And then Persia comes in and says, who was that on the phone? And she asks if it was Duke. And Indy says, no, I, I told you that uh, Duke is trouble. And she's like, well, he was asking about you earlier. And it's like, no, no, Duke's trouble and you should stay away from him. And then Gigi and JC come in and try and kind of get into their head and and kind of in, insinuate that Duke and Indy might be having something going on. And Persia says, look, we're going to beat you next week for the titles. And then you and Mandy can all console each other as you'll be titleless as Gigi pulls out a picture of Indy and Duke Hudson looking quite close together. <sighs> And they all brawl. The four of them just start fighting each other as the the photos left on the floor and the camera pans in on it. Yeah. Is it because like they're always in locker room? Not even locker rooms. It's like lockers like at the PC. So it all like I keep thinking the show is like a high school. It's like wrestling yeah. high. It's WWE high because uh, I feel that way when I watch it. But it's like they're always in lockers. Everyone's getting their heads slapped against lockers and and stuff and now they're introducing this you know we had duke mentioned the line about indy and then now they're showing a picture it's like is indy what did indy date duke in the past or are they hooking up is what's what's Mm. toxic attraction insinuating here uh just just more more horniness here in nxt yeah we then get a, a video package uh, celebrating Black History Month with a, a video of the Jackie Joyner Kersey Center. Um, yeah, so uh, WWE all month celebrating Black History. And I, I then... like they had it had Sorry, clips of uh, Bianca Belair uh, yeah. as well, like kind of kind of giving uh, her story here. And uh, you know what? It, it is. Uh, Pretty cool that they do that. But then they literally go from playing this clip to the Nikita Lions vignette. And I was like, all right, that's a little weird. But yeah. Mm. So yeah, we get a Nikita Lions vignette where she says, uh, the saying that people are a jack of all trades but master of none doesn't apply to Nikita Lions. Because I can sing, but I can also kick ass. And life on the road made me grow up quicker as I had to learn how to defend myself. People would try to break into the van, but after a while I liked this and I started picking fights. And if you come at me with that weak-ass shit, you better prepare for this lion's roar. I did like that line. She's like, hey, remember, lion's roar. So she's going to give that lion's roar. Yeah, I know. I don't think we were very high on the vignette last week. At least this one felt a little bit better because it didn't really focus. It, it went last week where it's like, here's her story quickly, living in a van or whatever, and then and then get, becoming a musician. And then it played some of the song that she was singing, and it really wasn't that great. So it really didn't really show more of that, which I guess is a plus. But yeah, uh, I... I haven't watched any of her matches yet. I don't watch 205 Live, but um, I'm interested to see the wrestling because it shows that she can do some sort of combat sport. She's using nunchucks and stuff. I really don't know. Mm. They're like, this is a lot coming at me in one vignette. 
really. She's talking about living on the road, people breaking into her van, and then she's singing, and then she's got nunchucks. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know. Um, I don't want to just knock it till we don't see because we still haven't seen her wrestle. But so far, I'm not not too <laughs> not too interested. I, I, I prefer this to last week. Yeah, my, yeah, my problem. Yeah. My problem a lot of the time is is how does it relate to wrestling? And that's what I always ask. Like, how does this gimmick relate to wrestling? Cool. You play poker. Good for you. How does it relate to wrestling? Cool. You're a singer. Great. Why are you in a wrestling company? And I think at least here it was saying like from her background, she's like grown up around trouble. And that's how she learned to fight was through this. So I kind of accept it a bit more here. Um, but we'll, we'll see how the gimmick kind of translates when it's actually in front of a crowd. Like, are we going to see her sing herself to the ring? Is she going to do a victory song? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it says coming soon. So I imagine maybe, maybe the week after Vengeance Day, we'll possibly, possibly see her. It's, it's weird that we had Ollie J, just some random white girl coming and doing some like R&B hip hop performance thing. And then we have a new character that's also another white girl doing like a like R and B kind of game. It's like is is this another? Game? Oh, I don't is think R- she's R and B, is she? It seemed that the song last week seemed not not great, but uh, I would I oh, I, I, I would get like R and B at all. I I like music and I like wrestling. So why putting the two things together? Like why doesn't it? It usually gels. But, you know, I don't know. Are we going to get another Jillian Hall? I, so far, it looks like she actually knows how to do, like, the, the combat sport of it, the wrestling or, or fighting or some sort of thing. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm more interested in seeing that aspect. Here you are talking about singing and fighting and stuff, uh, going to to tours and stuff. But then you, the clips of her, like, in the gym is with nunchucks, where I'm like, okay, can I see you beat someone up with nunchucks or something? That would be all right. For an object. We go backstage to Briggs and Jensen, and Briggs is telling Jensen that he needs to rip the band-aid off and just ask out Caden and to take his silly hat off and look presentable. So uh Jensen goes up to Caden Carter, who's with Casey Catanzaro, and says, Hey, I thought maybe we could hang out on Valentine's Day. And Casey jumps in and goes, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, we could all hang out. That sounds amazing. And Jensen kind of stumbles and then just says, I want to marry her. But they didn't kind of catch this. And then he's like, oh, man, I I kind of messed up there. And Briggs is saying, you idiot. Why did you say we? You were meant to ask her out yourself. So Briggs says, hey. Uh, sorry, Jensen goes, hey, look, can you take Casey to the movies next week? And then maybe I could spend some time with Caden. And he, he gives him some money to to take Casey to the movies. And Briggs is like, hey, you've given me eight sweaty bucks. It's it's like 20 bucks a pop now. What are you doing? It's like, oh, man, I'm poor. Sorry, they don't pay me too well in developmental here at WWE. <laughs> yeah, come so, on, man. I'm not made of money. Wow. So we got more uh, of this. We're going to see the date next week on Valentine's Day. Can't so wait. so he's going to he, he asked her out for a date but now now they think it's more of a group date, which is what they've been doing the whole time. Again, do these people just not interact 
between week to week. They're just between shows. Only, yeah, they only interact on this show. Also, Casey and Caden are chilling in an empty, emptied out backstage room by themselves, talking, looking just chill. And then the two guys come in, and then for about twenty seconds they talk, and then the girls go, "Oh, hey, well, nice to see you. Nice, you know, we gotta go. See you later." And then leave the abandoned room that they were just chilling in backstage here at the PC. It's just very, very odd. Uh, again, uh, the more I watch this show, this uh, 2.0 specifically, it feels like they're making it some sort of TV show where the the characters are kids and they all go to class together and they all then intertwine and wrestle and it, it, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate Briggs and Jensen and I hate Casey and Caden and part the deep down a part sick twisted part of me can't wait to see this date next week so let's fucking go <laughs> yeah I, I i'm kind of with you i don't like any of these but i also get a sick pleasure watching it because i every week i kind yeah. of just laugh at how bad it is so you poor bastards i mean i'm, I'm for the date <laughs> hopefully hopefully you know the date goes swimmingly and stuff it's not the third date but you know the first date it's even more important but uh, what's gonna happen? You know, there's so much. You know, screw the screw the world title match. I don't care about it. I do care about the date. We go to our other Dusty Classic semi-final. MSK taking on the team of Malik Blade and Idris Anofi, um, who uh, did not were not introduced as uh, BBC. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> team BBC. still not good at team names still, still brave, need a bold. team name here yeah because they're brave and they're bold and they're confident BBC exactly yep uh, Nash Carter hits a Bronco Buster to Blade for just a one count and then Blade ducks a flying kick from Carter and manages to tag in a no fee uh, Wes Lee comes in and hits his his kind of crazy combination he does followed by the shining wizard to a no fee and then does the he does the kind of catapult on his knees with Carter coming off the top rope to the stomp to the chest neck area of what an OV. Was, this was crazy. always looks crazy. Yeah. This I don't know one how looked, this doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. This is like a super cave-in essentially. It's the same yeah. move as the thing. This should be the, this is more devastating than their finisher. Than the blockbuster. This, yeah. This yeah. Great. This should be their finish. This looked awesome. Best spot of this match. But Blade breaks up the pin and then hits a really beautiful looking Conhilo to the outside, just floating as he comes crashing down. Uh, look great. Uh, Anofi then manages to score a quick near fall there. And then there's this, it, it looked kind of cool. Blade and Anofi hit this double team kind of, one of them hits the vertical suplex as the other kind of comes down with a cutter. I thought looked kind of nice. Um, actually, there was a, a lot of kind of, synergy with their team i thought it looked like they've been working on some tag moves and i i quite like their quick tags and stuff i thought blake and anofi didn't look bad here at all there's then a splash from anofi for a two count uh where wesley makes the the save right at the last second carter it looked like he kicked out on like 2.9 here and you even got some that was three chance from the cwc here there's then a running drop kick from carter to anofi in the corner and then MSK pick up the win with their kind of assisted double team blockbuster. Um, 
yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this. A lot of it was in commercial break. It was kind of a shame this didn't get the the full segment treatment because, um, yeah, you just kind of quickly go to the finish after. But um, to be expected, MSK win here. But I I think Blake, uh, sorry, Blade and Anofi looked pretty promising as well. And this was a fun match. Yeah, I was I was expecting like more time that's definitely been an issue here in 2.0 world because they don't give these even if i for some reason i get excited about a match which isn't often in this new 2.0 they make it like short so half of it like you said was in commercial i was watching it on sportsnet they didn't they would promote picture in picture but they don't have picture in picture no, so, they don't over here either. So, like, I didn't watch half this match. That's a criticism I have of AEW Dynamite lately because they they spend all this time doing backstage shit, and then as soon as the match starts, they go to picture and picture, and then they come back, and then they go to picture and picture again. It's like just play the wrestling. There should I know I've said it a million times. But there should be like don't break during a match. Just do that. Just don't go to commercial during a match let it play out it's like sports they don't ever go to break when it's a play that is unheard of but because this is fake we go to break get those ads in but you know what from what i saw from all four guys i still got to see some cool high-flying stuff that i knew i would see so i wasn't like i I was disappointed because i wanted longer and i i knew that there's probably is a better match in there but it still has some cool stuff that stomp was pretty incredible hmm we get a little video package for Cameron Grimes, who's going to be challenging for the North American title next week at Vengeance Day. We see him in Cameron, North Carolina, and he says, It's no secret I've come from humble beginnings. No one has taken so many blows, had to adapt and grow, and I came out the other side a self-made man. I had the big house, the fancy cars, and money in the bank. I have everything except what I came into this business to be. And I would trade it all and live in the trailer park if it meant that I would come home and see the championship on my mantelpiece. Mello, we know you're on the fast track and there are two ways to go in this business. And 2022 is going to be my year because Cameron Grimes has a one-way ticket to the moon. Um, Yeah, I like uh, Grimes. Like, I don't like how he's been just regular guy Grimes. But I thought he did a good from rags to riches kind of story here. The shot of him walking through this, like, what was it, a trailer park or something in mm. North Carolina, kind of, it, it looked cool with him talking. I think the more I, I'm bored of the boring Grimes, it, he's coming into his own of actually, like, evolving and more so growing up. Whereas, like, hey, like, if you're cutting kind of more serious promos than you know, maybe down the line in WWE main roster, you could be cutting promos like this and stories like this and kind of putting people in, in your, in your shoes and stuff like that. He's being the baby face who got rich, but never got the title and stuff. Again, we know he's not winning, but they did a little good job of getting some, some story behind the match next week. I, I thought, yeah, I thought this was really, really good actually it kind of tied up his whole story arc from his whole two years in nxt with the the whole breakout tournament start with and ted dibiase and being a uh a rich heel to being this baby face and it kind of his look made more sense now his kind of more humble dressing dressing with the shirt um 
And I, I think it did a, a nice way of building him up where it does put that seed of doubt in your head where they could put the title on this guy. It, I definitely see it being more likely now than I did a week ago. So uh, I, I'm with you. I expect Carmelo to win, but I think there is story to go with Grimes as well holding this title. And it, it would be nice for his character and kind of little cherry on the top of his, his whole story arc he's had the last couple of years. Uh, no, I thought I thought this did a pretty good job. Uh, I I I have always loved his wrestling, Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes, but his his character work and his promo work is definitely coming to his own, and it's years of you know being in silly comedy stuff. But it, he could he can do the serious stuff. I do mm. still think he needs the hat though. There was no hat or anything in the promo, and I'm a little mm. I'm a little skeptical. You know, when Finn doesn't show up with the face paint, he loses, and I think Cameron might uh, show up without the hat. And unfortunately, mm. lose. Dakota Kai walks backstage and sees Wendy Chu, who says, It's not as easy as it looks, is it? And then she walks off with all her shopping as Dakota Kai looks defeated as she's served another loss. And then we're setting up for our main event. It's for the NXT Women's Championship Mandy Rose versus Kaylee Ray. We get the kind of championship introduction backstage with with Kaylee Ray preparing as the the music the dun 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 is playing as Indy and Persia attack toxic attraction taking them out and hopefully taking them out from the match but we go into our main event and Mandy goes for a pump kick immediately but Kaylee Ray ducks and starts the attack uh, she hits a tope suicida to the outside, but Mandy comes back with a spine buster for a two count. This is when we get an update from Mackenzie Mitchell, who says that Toxic Attraction and Indy and Persia have been escorted out of the arena. We then get a second rope moonsault from KLR for a two count. Ray then goes for a submission with her legs, like just wrapped in kind of a figure four around the neck of Mandy Rose. And then she goes to the Kaylee Ray bomb, but sorry, the KLR bomb, but Mandy counters this into a code red for a two count. Kaylee Ray goes for a super kick, but gets rolled up for a two. And then Kaylee Ray connects with the super kick this time. And this is when JC runs out, obviously not escorted out of the arena because she climbs onto the apron, distracting the referee as Gigi Dolan shoves Kaylee Ray off the top rope, allowing Mandy Rose to hit the Rose trigger and pick up the win, retaining the title. Uh, before we go to the post-match, what did you think of this main event? Yeah, it was it was pretty much what I expected. I expected Kaylee Ray is going to show us that she's pretty damn good at this wrestling thing, but is just out here to kind of help Mandy Rose kind of maybe learn or get over here. It was pretty quick. They didn't give them much time. And I'm just sitting here waiting, being like, oh, okay, so Toxic Attraction was taken out before the match. Mandy looks nervous, which means in wrestling term, when are they going to show up and help her win? <laughs> which they did. Uh, but it, it wasn't necessarily bad or anything. It just was kind of quick and kind of just literally went, all right, hit this post, hit this one, hit this, and we're out. It was like literally everything you knew that was going to happen. Kaylee Ray 
is pretty awesome. I know we talked about doing an ICW review a few weeks ago on the Patreon. Someone selected and watching back Kaylee Ray just like five years ago or something. It's like, oh man, she's pretty good. She's someone who I think kind of gets it. Um, unfortunately, maybe not so much here with this rage character, but I still think she's a pretty good wrestler. Lots of like the crazy suicide dives, moonsaults. Uh, her, her finisher is awesome as well, but. Uh, yeah, I suspected Mandy wins here, uh, but kind of sets up the next feud, feuds, sort of. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think a whole lot of the match here. Um, I thought a bit of it, some of it was a little clunky. Again, a little shortchanged. I think I could do with just removing one or two backstage segments from the show and just giving the main event a little bit more time because. I think it's been a trend now in NXT where the first match of the show is normally pretty hot, um, where we've had some some good opening matches to NXT, but I always feel a little shortchanged by the main event, and it never really gets going before you're setting up your, your angle to kind of be the hot topic at the end of the show. I also, I don't think Mandy is terrible, but I don't think Toxic Attraction is really working. And I think when she eventually does drop the title i don't really think it gives any sort of rub to whoever's gonna beat her and and i think at some point it's just gonna be they're gonna want her back on smackdown or raw and she could lose to anyone and i i wouldn't really see it as this big victory for the person getting the title off of her yeah uh, like which, cora something like that. yeah i don't know yeah um but then after the match Mandy goes and gets the baseball bat and Gigi and JC hold down Kaylee Ray and Mandy's in her face. She's calling her a freak show and she's about to, I don't know, murder her with this baseball bat. bat. When Io Shirai's music hits and she runs out for the save, she hits Mandy with the shote. She hits a flapjack on Gigi and a shote to JC, followed by the 619 to Gigi Dolin and a springboard dropkick to both of them. Mandy tries to attack, but she gets caught with the KLR bomb as EO and Kaylee Ray stand tall. And I assume this is the this is the pair for the Dusty Classic. We'll have EO and Kaylee Ray going for gold, and I would assume as well maybe EO as Mandy's next challenger. Yeah, I mean, what direction does it go? Do they go for the tag titles and lose them? Therefore, Indy and Persia win that tournament to go after them, but they get the shot next week, so it is kind of a weird. But I mean, EO Mandy is somewhere we can go down the line. I just, I would be sad to see EO job out again to uh, Mandy Rose, but I. Uh, it was cool to kind of see her come out here and stuff. Uh, I don't watch Raw, but I do watch Raw on Twitter. And I have seen clips of Dominic Mysterio doing the 619. And I've also <laughs> seen I've also seen Io Shirai do the 619. Just right here. The Tiger faint kick. And I think she does it a whole lot better <laughs> than a Mysterio. It looks awesome when she does it. Uh, I, I am always excited, especially her music is still so awesome. But EO is one of my favorites. I, I just watching her in the segment earlier was like, oh, she's just being so underused. Like, I'd rather see them try with her on SmackDown or Raw or something like that or just anything because her, her, they're focusing on her for the past months is basically this backstage segments and, and stuff when they, 
should we just be highlighting her 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 highlights, which are is her wrestling and and and, and everything. So as long as I'm getting to see her wrestle and teaming with Kaylee Ray could be pretty cool. So you know what? I'm I'm kind of for it and seeing where it can where it can go. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm glad we've just got some sort of feud for Io because she hasn't really done much for a while. Um apart from do the odd match or thing backstage. So yeah, I I think I'm kind of ready for this toxic attraction thing to end. Um not saying I hate them. I, I don't think they're awful by any means, but they're kind of holding up a few titles right now where I, I think it could be used for just better matches with other people, maybe. Yeah. Um, well I, I didn't I didn't like I didn't hate this week's episode, but it had a lot of stuff where I definitely didn't like. But you know what? There were some positives on the show. And I would say the Dusty Classic definitely has my attention again. And I think it's because of the Creed brothers, which we didn't, we didn't mention that after MSK beat Idris and Blake, that the Creed bros came down and we had a stare down with the, the Dusty Cup in the middle of the ring face to face, the two teams that f- will face next week. And I, I mentioned as well, I'm not that interested in the NXT title match anymore. Cause I know it's going to be like, you know, a sub 10 minute match where. Braun hits him with the power slam and wins. So I could see them maybe putting the Creed brothers versus MSK as the main event uh, Mm. over that, because I just, I think that's the match I'm most excited to see. Um, Should we do any predictions other than any other like thoughts on this show? I know we went. Yeah, no, I, I, I quite enjoyed this, this episode, to be honest. I thought it was paced way better than last week. Last week we had, so much uh so much stuff backstage uh and so many vignettes whereas i thought um although short change maybe on a couple of matches i thought we did get a decent uh opening with the creed brothers and gyv it was a lot more focused on the ring work and i felt all the segments actually were driving to something whereas last week was just all over the place so i thought um a much better paced show and uh, yeah, less nothing really offended me too much this week. There's sure there was stuff that didn't necessarily blow me away, but um, yeah, I, I didn't think this was a bad NXT. I mean, and we had Dolph Ziggler. So and we really, have Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, how bad yeah. could it be? Okay. Well, next week's vengeance day. So, Hey guys, if you don't have a Valentine's day date, well, you have a vengeance day date with the BDE. So remember we do record this show Tuesday nights at 10.15 p.m. Eastern Time. So right after Vengeance Day, we'll go live and record this show. Of course, it'll be uh, wherever you find your podcast. But Vengeance Day predictions right now. Let's start with that NXT title match. Braun Breaker beating Santos? <laughs> what a question I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I, I'm hoping for a good match. I think, yeah. again, as we said earlier, it's just they're kind of giving Braun all these expendable veterans he can beat. Yeah. Uh, but it, it could be fun, but I don't see anyone other than uh, Bron winning this. Bron's going to run through the whole legato. He's going to beat them yeah. all up and power slam them and everything. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Joaquin and uh, and Raul are going to take some crazy bumps in this match from Bron. Yeah, and maybe we'll. I'm see expecting more the Randy Orton to the the Bollywood Boys dump. You, you know, know what? on the table that kind of thing. It could main event because you could do the Dolph thing afterwards if you do anything, but. Yeah, 
well, we also have more titles on the line. The NXT Women's Tag Titles, Toxic Attraction, Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada. Um, I think Toxic Attraction retain. I I think so too, but I think I'd I'd be kind of super into it if I got to see uh, a title change here, but I don't think it kind of uh, makes sense right now. But I, w- I I think Indy and Persia will eventually be champs because I I I, th- I think they've been been doing a pretty good job. What about our North American Championship? Carmelo Hayes putting the title on the line against Grimes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Mello. 2.0 is going to reign supreme next week. But mm-hmm. yeah, Mello, I think this this match could be awesome as well. So I'm super excited, look, looking forward to this. But Carmelo makes it right. He's going to win this one. Uh, what about the weaponized steel cage match? Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo. I, I got to give the OGs a win. So I'm going to go with Dunne for this one. Me too. Me too. He lost the crowbar on a pole match. He's got to get his win back here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Creed Bros versus MSK, the finals of the Dusty Classic 2022. Yeah, this is the match I'm most looking forward to, but I think it's it's difficult because MSK had this whole kind of shaman bro redemption story where their their aim is to get back to the title. So you could go for that, and MSK Imperium... Sounds great. We have seen before, but I think there's more to that feud. Um, but I would go with the Creed Brothers, and and I think Creed Brothers versus Imperium also sounds great. And I'd say strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, Creed Brothers for sure. And then they take the titles uh, as well. I would I would assume whenever yeah. they go to that. Uh, so that's predictions for next week that's what we thought of this week we do have uh, some feedback i see up we on do. the the facebook feed so i'll read the first one here from a mr andrew from cape breton who says so you do have some listeners who listen to was next and as i listen to the show and i know you guys recently did the finals of the nxt women's title tournament nxt has been the starting point for the four horsewomen bianca Asuka, and now Shawn Michaels knows what women really want to fight about. Shopping. I'm excited to see what other gimmicks come up. Maybe Sherry bakes everyone cookies. Who's Sherry? No, maybe Io Shirai bakes everyone cookies. Oh, I see Sherry. And uh, I did not notice he wrote Io there. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it was Shawn Michaels per se idea to just make it about a credit card. But... He continues, looking at the NXT women's roster, I'm not sure who will be the next Bianca Belair or any of the horsewomen based on how Vince's tastes have changed or how they're presented. That being said, if you compare the contrast with AEW, at least they're on TV. It's this weird, uh, I don't even know. Dichotomy. Dichotomy that hopefully is solved soon enough. A lot of the women have sideshow gimmicks but aren't being treated as sideshows, so that's a plus. The man... The men have a lot of potential top stars. The Creed Bros showed tonight that all the hype around them is well-deserved. Of course, some seem to be failing more and more like Briggs and Jensen. Yes. We go to Sean, who says, This was a huge step in the right direction after last week's dud of an episode. Two great Dusty Cup matches led to the finals I think we all wanted to see in MSK versus the Creed Brothers. 
What could have been an otherwise pedestrian championship summit exploded with possibilities as Dolph Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa crashed the party and set up all kinds of interesting matchups going forward. And a lot of the younger talents stepped up in big ways, such as Draco Anthony in a nice match with Pete Dunne and Anofi and Blade in a banger of a match with MSK. The main event between Mandy and KLR was pretty damn good too, and Mandy having probably her best non-weapons match in NXT, and EO finding just the right partner for the Dusty Cup. All in all, a solid show leading to what looks like a great Vengeance Day card next week. P.S. I need Dolph versus Champa to happen ASAP. Well, yeah, I, I think it will. Yeah, I might get it. We go to Corey, who writes in, Creed's versus GYV was an absolutely great match helped by the crowd. And the fake crowd. Saray getting a win over Dakota helps push her closer to probably being the one to dethrone Mandy. While that women's title match was okay, it was nothing more than that. A very dirty finish. And I'm also completely over Toxic Attraction holding all the gold. They are just dragging the vision down at this point. So you think, Corey thinks that Saray is going to be the one to take it. Wow. Book Hmm. it. I'm for it. Let's go. It's either Saray or, or Tiffany. Let's go. And finally, we go to Dylan, who says, Honestly, a really good episode this week. Tough to see GYV and Dakota lose their matches, but it's not like the Creeds or Saray could afford a loss either. Even Stratton showed out with that corkscrew Vader bomb. Main event left a little to be desired, but it certainly wasn't bad. Highlight of the night was Champa kicking Dolph Ziggler out of this dimension. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we're going to see him... In the NXT dimension, the multi- multiverse mm. of 2.0, very soon. Guys, thanks for listening to us talk about NXT here today. We will be back for BD Elite on this very feed and on Twitch tomorrow after Dynamite goes off the air for all the AEW chats. Will there be Jeff Hardy? Will there be Keith Lee? Will there be Shane McMahon? Who knows who could show up through the forbidden door? But uh, tune in for that show. And, uh, and, and for all the other podcasts we do, patreon.com slash up next. So many podcasts. We mentioned all the best match ever was next retro pay-per-view reviews, movie reviews, everything. And it's only $5 to listen to so many podcasts. So little time. And yeah. That's it. And that's that's it. it. That's it. That's all. Uh, follow us on Twitter at up next podcast. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I got nothing. Ahoy! (laughs) You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. 
Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit Breezeline.com for complete offer details.